Hey, Against the Call listeners, for all you super fans, we now have merch. They are soft and comfortable shirts. They're $25 and come with a free out-of-pocket sports and Against the Call sticker. Every purchase goes towards better equipment, merch, and better utilities for Against the Call and out-of-pocket sports. To purchase, contact either Michael or Nick. Hey guys, we are happy to announce we have our second sponsorship with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile-focused ticket platform that enables users to buy and sell tickets for live sports, concerts, and theater events. Use code ATC for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, Against the Call listeners, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, and YouTube. There will be a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you tune into those. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 38 of Against the Call. Today, it's going to be just me and Mike at it again with our regular Tuesday and Thursday episodes. No guest other than our special episode that we had earlier this week. But I just want to start us off and say our schedule for today's episode is going to be the pregame. We're going to have Around the League NFL, Around the League NHL. Our news kind of segment that we're going to start doing as we get, you know, very good guest on. It's going to be our guest check-in with Sadie Engelman. We're going to be checking how she's been doing in her matches in recent uh, days. And then we're going to have the countdown, the best MLB jerseys currently. We're going to have around the league MLB. We're going to have our Mount Rushmore, the best UCF athletes in any sport. And then we're going to have our best Disney Channel movies draft day. And Michael, so let's just start us off with the pregame. Um, we have some very good guests lined up for you guys that we are excited about um, as the weeks come up near and uh, we're still working on getting that YouTube subscriber count up. So make sure you guys are doing that as well. 130. Yeah, 130. And, you know, by the time this drops, hopefully we have some more. Hopefully. And I'm just, you know, going to keep stressing, keep following us on all of our socials. We have a link tree that gives you every single social right there. And on top of that, make sure you guys are following our out-of-pocket sports uh branches everybody that's a part of that and yada 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 i just keep going on let's get to sports michael <laughs> let's talk about around the league nfl uh start us off yeah not a lot happened but what has happened has been huge yeah I, huge I, uh, yeah lions trade akuda to the falcons for a fifth round pick like our friend riley halton from riled up podcast said highway robbery right here why just why they needed to upgrade their cornerback and now they just traded one who knows what they are thinking lion it's the lions dude it's it is just straight lion failed How, potential <laughs> like <laughs> am i surprised kind of because like yeah I, they're turning things around yeah, they were turning things around but again it's the lions but like, oh, come on why would you trade the most needed spot maybe they're i guess they're going for the draft what if they don't get a cornerback in the draft and as a top pick what are they doing? I don't know what the Lions are thinking here. I don't know what, you know, they're going for in this kind of draft. Uh, you know, a fifth-round pick is not the best pick. You could have got, like, at least a third-round pick for Maybe him. Maybe a good player as well. Yeah, a third with a player, and then even if you're going just pick, you can get a second. Just a pick. Oh, yes, most definitely. He is a top-rated cornerback in the league. Yeah. 
Uh, man, I don't understand this, but I will say, sorry, Jay, the Falcons still are going to do trash. <laughs> um, they still need a lot more improvement with a quarterback position as well as, you know. Nah, Desmond Ritter. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> I think that the quarterback position is what they really need to improve to make a bigger push and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, anything else with uh with the Lions? Not with the Lions, but uh we're gonna switch over to the other biggest news that happened. Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Ravens. Yes. Ravens making a push to keep Lamar. And you know, they they are doing that. You know, Lamar's all about it. I saw him FaceTiming uh Odell. Very cool to see, but it's also funny to see that their odds for winning the Super Bowl did not change at all with that <laughs> signing. Oh a lot of analysts don't believe uh Odell is as good as he was, especially coming off a torn ACL injury and not playing a whole year, not even signing with the team that season, because he could have played at the end in the playoffs time. And uh analysts don't know how he's gonna do. Yeah. And I don't think anyone knows how he's going to do, but it's Odell. So I have hope for him and we'll see what happens. I wish him the best, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to change much for the Ravens franchise. I don't see him having this like comeback player of the year sort of storyline. I really don't. Um, but if it, he does, it'll be cool to see. It will be cool to it, see. It would be. And would, would you say that Odell is the best wide receiver on the Ravens right now? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, Mar- Marquise I mean, Brown is still with the Ravens. No, right? No, no, he's on the he's Cardinals. on the Cardinals, right? He's on the Cardinals. Yeah, so I would say, know, I would say, loss. I mean, Odell. I mean, the Ravens have never had great wide wide receivers lately, and I think this is this is their biggest name. I think he can be. I mean, it's it's Odell. I don't know how he's gonna do, so I'm gonna think about he's gonna do like he did before. That's how I'm thinking about it. So I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it like you were saying, the wide receiver room for the Ravens is very iffy and i feel like it's like that every year you have mark mm-hmm. andrews who kind of carries that receiver core and that's why yeah. he's such a great tight end um well if we're counting mark andrews into it then i'm gonna say mark andrews is better yeah but he's not a wide receiver yeah that's because i'm saying yeah yeah with wide receivers then odell i'd say is the best i think that i could agree with you um and i think that says a lot too because i believe that odell is out of his prime i yeah. believe that odell is uh, very much on a downhill slope and, and that injury did not help him the, at in, all. the injury is kind of what put him there and you know he got his ring with the rams he did that and he was out the entire last season yeah let's keep entire that in last mind. season but uh they did sign nelson aguilar as well not a big signing but i mean he's a good a good three spot for wide receiver and then they have rashad bateman as well yes yeah he's a good young young guy i'll give them that and there's a good future with him but when you're putting against Odell right now, I'd say Odell has the advantage just because it's Odell and you don't know how he's going to do. Because that game he got injured in the Super Bowl, he was having a hell of a game. I'll have to admit, he was having a good game. But uh, who knows what's going to happen at, yeah, after it. Because who knows if Lamar is even going to be throwing to him. Yeah, Lamar, I, I think he will be now. I think the Ravens won't trade him because they, cause they got Odell. And now they're not going to look into trading him as much unless they're getting a good quarterback in return. But yeah. uh, some other news. Uh, the Cardinals have been called by at least six teams about the third overall pick. Yeah. So that means... Do you know who these teams are? No, it hasn't come out who the teams are. It's just that mm. at least six teams have called the Cardinals for the third pick. And a lot of people are expecting it to be because of they think they can get Anthony Richardson. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, six teams. I mean... I mean, probably not all of them are for Anthony Richardson, but that's what they're expecting is. So what six teams would want to trade up for Anthony Richardson? 
I mean, there's definitely a few out there that I could see. And are are we expecting this trade to happen on NFL draft day? Is that going to be a draft day trade? That would be that would be huge. That would be yeah. huge. But what teams do you, I can yeah. see? I can see um, the Commanders as one of them. You know, honestly, uh, I think that this is going to sound crazy, but the Seahawks could trade up. Yep, the Seahawks could trade. They're up. gonna. They're already kind of realizing they cannot get CJ Stroud. Yeah, the Panthers, from all of the sources I've seen, are all in on CJ Stroud. I have seen that, and uh, the Texans. So that means CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are off the board. Like if you if you're looking at it realistically right now, I say those two are off the board. Mm-hmm. So the best quarterback available will be Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and after that is Will Levi or Levis. Sorry, I don't know why I said Levi, Levis, and I think. I don't know if you should trade up the third pick because Cardinals don't take him. I do, I don't think they would, and that's why they're listening to calls. Because I mean, they have Kyler Murray. He's still a a good quarterback. He just loves video games. Uh, <laughs> and the, there, it could be a team that wants a good backup, a yeah. good young guy that they can that they can work on. Here, let me see the order because I don't know it off the top of my head. So four is the Colts. Okay, I can see the Colts. The Colts would go for a quarterback. So that actually makes sense now. Uh, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. So I see why teams are calling the Cardinals. Titans could be like those AFC te- AFC South teams, other than Jacksonville, yeah, and other than Texans. So you got Titans and the Colts. They could be two teams. Falcons maybe one. They have the eighth pick. They may be a team that's calling because they're making some surprising moves right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if now I wouldn't be surprised if they trade up. Um. Let's see another team. The Commanders, like I said, have maybe maybe the Steelers, but probably not. Uh, it's just six teams. It's kind of it's kind of hard yeah. thinking about because I'm thinking who wants Anthony Richardson? Like he's good. I mean, like who who needs Anthony Richardson? I mean, he's a pick machine, but yeah, you could say he's good. Yeah, um, I will say that. Um, I think it's just up in the air, and I think that we may not know who it is until draft day. And it could be one of those things where it's like a shock at yeah. who picks him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's an interesting thing yep. you got going there. Another uh, headline in around the league for NFL: Cliffsbury is joining the QB staff at USC. Really for Lincoln Riley? Oh wow, that's interesting. Yes, and I think that this is a great move. He's worked with uh, Kyler Murray. That's probably the biggest name mm-hmm. I would say. Um, or sorry, not Kyler Murray. I'm so sorry. We were talking about the Cardinals. Patrick Mahomes, my fault. Um, so that's probably like the biggest real name that he's worked with. Yeah. I can't remember if he did work with Baker Mayfield before he transferred to Oklahoma. I can't really remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, he's great with quarterbacks. Obviously, yeah. you know, working with Patrick Mahomes at that college level, he got him ready for the NFL. And this is very good pickup for USC. Um, so that's in the news. Another thing that I have is Devin White requesting a trade. Yeah, that's the last thing I have on the list for this. Can I say I'm surprised? Yeah, I am surprised because I thought he would stick with the Bucks, just because I thought he would finish his career with the Bucks. From be totally honest with you, I thought he was a Bucks loyal. But also on the other hand, I'm not surprised because the Bucks are on a rebuild now. Mm-hmm. So surprised over loyalty. To him, because I, he's a loyal player for a team, which makes sense. But I understand that he doesn't want to be a part of another rebuild. Yeah. So. I do understand that. I mean, 
What do you mean by another rebuild, though? Because he was kind of there with throughout all of Tom Brady. Yeah, I, not another rebuild. I understand that he doesn't want to be a part of rebuild. Sorry, yeah. I miss, misspoke yeah, right there. And like again, I don't blame him, and I wish the best to him. I wish he would stay with the Bucks, and who even knows if the trade goes through? Yeah. You know, a player requesting a trade is makes big headlines, but does it yeah. always happen? For example, Lamar. Yeah, exactly. Probably not going anywhere. Exactly, and I mean this happens all the time. Uh, especially, you know, just all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yep. How many times did that man request <laughs> a dang trade? I think um, it's like a yearly thing with him. <laughs> yeah, it's a yearly thing. It is. Um, but anyway, is that all you have for around the league NFL? Yep. So you want to move right into the next one? Yeah, around the league NHL. Big, big headlines, news everywhere. This is huge for the NHL world. The Boston Bruins have broke the NHL record with 63 wins. Um, very impressive for them. Uh, the Lightning have had that record before, so you know I guess we could let them have it. Um, it's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Of us. It it's good to see. I like a uh, Boston team succeed. Yeah. But uh, and they've had one very good season. They have been destroying other teams this season. They've only had 12 losses. Yeah, I do. I was going to mention that. I feel like every NHL headline I have heard this entire season has been how good the Bruins have been. You know, first to 50 or the fastest to 50 wins and then uh, the fastest to 100 points this entire season. Yeah, it, it's now crazy. They just broke the record. And I expected this. Yeah. At the beginning, I saw like people saying, well, the Bruins, like since like, like since the beginning, beginning of the season, like this Bruins team is something special. They can make history this year. I saw stuff like that, but I never really paid attention to it because I'm not huge into hockey, which I'm trying to start into. But uh, this actually helps me want to get more into hockey because it's one of my favorite teams. Then Boston doing good, so might as well hop on board now, huh? But uh, hop on the ongoing bandwagon of Boston teams. Don't care. Anyways, the uh, some other great teams. You saw saw the guys. (laughs) Any other other good teams this year have been the Hurricanes. They have 50 wins with 21 losses, but they also right behind them are the Devils with 50 wins and 22 losses. And uh, the Capitals are actually having a disappointing season. Uh, they only have 35 wins and 36 losses. They're under 500. Capitals tend to be a, a pretty solid team in the NHL. Yeah, but at the same time, who do they have? That Ovechkin guy. Ovechkin, yeah, Ovechkin, he's old, and he's like he's about like I think these are his final years. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me because the Capitals, yes, they've won a, a Stanley Cup recent in recent years, yeah. but they haven't been at that level. I think the last time they went to the playoffs was like a year or two ago. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that like. Oh, like, okay, whatever. But I will say with the playoffs and teams either making and missing, the Kraken in their second yep. season have made the playoff, clinched the playoff berth, and they're going yeah. to the playoffs. It's like uh, these new teams in the NHL tend to do good. Golden Knights made to the Stanley Cup right after they mm-hmm. uh, joined the league. Kraken making the playoffs second season. It's impressive. It is impressive. Yeah, and that's the thing is these teams are doing so good because whenever they have these expansion drafts, they typically get good players. Yeah. And that's it, what and this is goes back to talking about does the NBA need to expand? Yes, they do. And this is a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Teams that have expanded have gotten good players because the player potential and player like attributes and their athleticism has increased. And it's time to make new teams so that way we have new faces joining different teams and they're showing that they're still good players and that this team is 
really good. And the fans are showing up in Seattle. So this yeah. even goes for a Seattle uh, franchise expansion back in the NBA. Yeah, it shows that these bench players and other teams are now starting on these new teams. And it's proving that they can be top dogs in the league, too. Yeah, and it, it's really it really is cool to see. I think the Kraken have an awesome logo. I they think do. their color scheme such a is cool nice. name too. Yeah, the Kraken, I, I like it. And uh, you know, I'm I don't need what conference are they in? They are in the Western Conference in the Pacific Division. Okay, so yeah, they're not in the same thing as the Lightning. No. Um, so that's a good that's a good thing. But I do remember uh, the Kraken getting some good Lightning players like Maroon from the draft. Uh, that was that kind of hurt a little bit, uh, but yeah, I do remember that, and I'm glad to see that they are thriving. Anything else about the NHL? No, not really. Just the Lightning are making the playoffs along with the Maple Leafs. Both have very good winning records, along with the Stars, the Avalanche, the Wild, the Golden Knights, the Oilers, the Kings, and the Kraken, all making the playoffs this season. Yeah, and we will be giving you updates on NHL, and the playoffs are going to start, I think, either next week yeah, I think yeah, they start next, next this week. This is the last week of NHL. Yeah, this is the last week of NHL, and um, the last game is on Thursday. So all, not all the teams are solidified for the playoffs position. A lot have clinched, but not all the spots are taken. And I hear it against the call. We're not huge hockey guys. We know a little bit. But when it comes to playoff time, playoff hockey is one of the best things that you'll ever experience. So we will most definitely be covering that. Yeah, definitely. Now we're going to move on to our next sec- segment, which is the guest check-in, Sadie Engelman. Nick, take it away. Yeah, so Sadie Engelman, (laughs) amazing guest we've got to have on. And I I like this new segment. We're going to be checking in on how some of our guests have been doing just so we can show you. Hey, we have good guests on, by the way. (laughs) uh, They're killing it. So one of the things was uh, she has been competing in the Silicon Valley Showcase. Um, And this is a a tournament that has teams like Pepperdine inside of it, which Pepperdine is ranked 25th in the nation. And she even kind of mentioned they're a little bit of a, a rival. So... Um, you know, it's fun to see that as well. And, uh, so Stanford, uh, the, as I wrote this script, this was earlier, but they have won as a team or they tied first, I think so, but they still won. Um, and this only increases their ranking to be number one in the nation for a women's golf team. Um, and then Sadie Engelman at the time I wrote this throughout round two, I believe she was tied for first with, uh, Pepperdine's Kalia Romero at three under. Uh, Sadie was one under 70, uh, was the only round in the entire field under par, which is very incredible. And also at the time, Rose Zhang, who we mentioned number one, uh, women's amateur golfer in the world was tied for fifth at two over, but I will update you guys on what happened today. Um, so pretty much Sadie's teammate was able to win it all. Kelly zoo, uh, with a, uh, two over, actually won. I'm trying to <laughs> fix this picture here, but uh, Ke- sorry, Kelly Zoo did not win it all. That was my fault. I read it wrong. Totally apologize. She came tied second and Sadie Engelman, Sadie Engelbaum tied second place with two over as well. And Rose Zhang, uh, very legendary lady, uh, placed fifth overall with a plus four. And like I said, Stanford plus 17 overall, but they were able to take this W and uh, I'm going to look forward to reporting on all of Stanford women's golf and Stanford's hope, dominating. And I'm hoping that they're able to just win the whole thing again, back to back. That'd be an awesome story for us to cover and maybe even get Sadie on maybe Rose Zane. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, exciting times. We're going to head into the countdown now with our best MLB jerseys currently. 
Um, hopefully in the future we'll do a throwback. I want, you know, you got to keep the countdown open. We do a lot of episodes here. So Mm -hmm. Michael, take it away. So I'm going to start with my honorable mentions is just the Yankees and Red Sox with their classic uniforms, but I'm not going to put them on the list. So starting at my five, I have the Braves, their uniforms, mainly their Navy. Uh, I just love their, those uniforms. Uh, Wesley, you're, you're going to like this one if you're listening, but, uh, I have to give it to them. They have amazing uniforms, but my number four, the only bright spot in Oakland, the Oakland A's, their green and yellow jerseys are super nice. I'll give them that. It's literally the only thing that's going good for them. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people like flexing that they like have the Oakland A's stuff on, you know, there's teams that wear or people that wear like New York teams and they think Oakland's like good or something because they have nice colors that they're kind of popular but oh boy i mean yeah like the jersey and stuff look nice on you but just you're repping the a's (laughs) who do you got you got no one now but anyway i'm gonna move on to my number three the san francisco giants i think the black and orange go great together and their uniforms have always been so nice but uh their current ones are just i don't like the giants as much but i love their uniforms they're super nice I don't really care for the Giants, but anyways, my number two, these two are like my top ones, are the Phillies baby blue uniforms. Super nice. Uh, just they wear them everyone. They wear them a good amount of times now, usually on alternate days. But uh, hella nice. And my last one, Nick, the Cardinals powder blues are my favorite jerseys in the league. Awesome to hear you say that. Awesome, yep. awesome stuff. And that's a great list, might I add, Mike. Um, yeah, great list. And for me. You're going to hate this one, but at my five, I got the Rays. And let me explain. I think that the Rays jersey is very, very nice. I think the Navy is nice. I think the blue is nice. And although the Devil Ray jerseys are the probably one of the best uh, past jerseys that there is, whenever we get to that list, they'll definitely be on there for me. I got to thinking about this last night because me and my best friend Amy were talking about it. And man, like the Rays jersey, that Choi jersey that I have, this is mm-hmm. the white one. The Rays logo just looks nice on it. It just does. And, you know, you might disagree. You might think the Rays jerseys look stupid. Do you? I don't think they look stupid. I just don't think they're a top five. Yeah, well, this is all personal. And, you know, yeah. I don't think that Giants jerseys are a top five either, personally. But I do think you have a very solid list. Um, I will say, though, that the Rays, they, they just look nice. And I got to stay in Florida for my number four, the Marlins. Mm-hmm. I think that even the Marlins throwbacks could be on another list. But their current jerseys are very nice as well. I like the Miami yeah. Vice sort of vibe that they always give. And Miami just has nice jerseys and everything. Every yeah. sport that they, they have. really good. Yeah, especially the Heat, Dolphins, and the Marlins. They're right up there as well. They're, they're making my number four. Um, especially their black ones that they wear. I really like that. And the white ones are very nice as well. For my number three, and this may shock you, I'm picking the Colorado Rockies. No, that doesn't shock me at all. doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, the reason for that is is very unique. There aren't that many teams that I can name other than maybe the Kings that are purple. I love love their purple. It matches good. Yeah, it matches really great. And it's just Colorado Rockies, I feel, sometimes are just forgotten at least yeah. for a casual mlb fan like Mainly me because it's the rockies yeah it's the rockies they're not that good so it's kind of like a forgotten thing but whenever you look at their jerseys they're awesome and i just remember being a kid my first t-ball team was the rockies yeah uh, so i just love those color schemes that they got going my number two give me the dodgers uh-huh. the dodgers i really like their uniforms very very it could go 
you know, those teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, they all kind of have kept the same kind of scheme throughout like the years. They're like little changes throughout the years. Yeah, little changes to keep it I don't think know, the Yankees actually nice. have ever changed. <laughs> yeah. The Yankees are pretty much the same. Same with the Dodgers. Yeah, Red they, Sox have made they some up, small changes. The Yankees have only, like, updated their logo. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They've updated, like, the way the NY looks. Yeah, they kind of, like, tightened it a little bit together. Yeah. It was wider. Um, but, yeah, so the Dodgers definitely up there. I, I love the Dodgers uniform. Yeah, I do, too. Um, and you know, every time that I've got to watch them play in a world series, I've loved seeing it out there. Great jerseys. And number one, I have to agree with you, Michael, the Cardinals jersey, not just the, uh, baby powder blue. I like the cream as well. Yeah. I think the cream is kind of better than the white, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, the white and red color scheme. It's just awesome to see. And out on that field, it just looks spectacular. Yeah. I have to say, and MLB, their uniforms, I think most teams have, relatively good uniform i think pretty much all teams have a relatively good uniform and none of them i don't hate any uniform in the league i think baseball there's not really bad uniforms there's uniforms that are better than others obviously but i don't mm. there's not really one i really hate yeah for me i just don't like the padres like i, get, I like the Padres. i get too. the color scheme but it's just it looks see, like piss and shit i didn't like their old ones i actually really like their new ones mm. See, so yeah, that's, that's where we can clash heads there. But um, I would say for my list, honorable mention, maybe replacing the Rays would be the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like not only their uh, baby blue, but also just their pinstripe. It's yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for that. And that's just going to lead us right into our around the league MLB. Michael's dad was even leaving a comment on our Facebook. Michael's dad, um, <laughs> Mr. Andy out there, I did reply to you if you haven't seen that already because I was saving it for this episode. Um, we didn't cover it in our last episode, but we will cover it now. By the time we are filming this, let me just say this, the Rays are 10-0. It is a Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. We're filming this a little bit early, but it's, it's fine. Uh, so the Rays are making history right now actually and all the people saying cupcake schedule they played the red Sox. what do you got to say about that mike they did play the red Sox, and the red Sox gave them their hardest fight and i'm just saying we if we had adam duvall we would have won just saying i don't think so because brandon lau still hit that bomb man we would have had a run at least adam duvall is the hottest hitter in the league right now yeah what do you mean, nah, he is. He, he is. Nah, I don't really. I mean, maybe, but I don't think that that keeps you from losing this game. The Rays are very hot right now. Okay. The look, hottest team look, in the league so, in a long time. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying I think if Adam played, we would have won. We had bases loaded. And you if can he, say that for anything. Okay. I'm just saying. If Blake I, Snow was on the team last year, they would have won the World Series. Like, you could say that for anything. I'm just saying this because in the lineup, where uh, we had bases loaded, Adam Duvall would have hit. And I bet he would have got he got on base. See, baseball is a sport where there is so many people that can be the hero. But you also, don't need just one. But also, when you're, when you're hot, you're hot. And you stay hot. And I'm just saying. And the Rays are hot. Yeah, I know. I'm saying they're, <laughs> they're hot and they're staying hot. But they had a bad game. And they did. like they're, Not their pitching. Their pitching was phenomenal. But their offense was having a bad game. And I think... And that, so was the Red Sox. You can't just say, I'm not oh, saying if Duvall I'm, was there, we would have had saying, five home runs. Duvall, Duvall has been what's carrying our offense lately. And I'm saying he is the hottest, one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. And he wasn't showing any slack before he got hurt. I just think he would have hit and in that position. I think he would have scored runs. That's all I'm saying. 
we'll see how the rest of the series does pan out. Um, it's a four game series for this one, right? Yeah. So yeah, we'll, and, uh, we'll see how that goes. The night tonight, the day they're filming, Garrett Whitlock is pitching. He's coming back from uh from the IL. He's making his first appearance. Don't know why. He, I honestly thought he was going to be a reliever, so I don't know why he's starting. But he is a good starter as well. He's a good reliever and starter, but I thought they were going to use him as a reliever. But anyways, some other news that happened. Per usual, Tim Anderson is back on the IL from the White Sox, one of the best shorts of the league, on a left knee sprain back on the IL. O'Neal, this is one of the biggest things that's happening right now. O'Neal Cruz suffers a fractured ankle in a collision at home plate, and the field was stormed. Have you seen the video? No, I have not, So the the catcher got a ball and he's obviously covering home plate like his catcher does. And then there's a collision and O'Neill fractured his ankle and he, O'Neill Cruz is the bright spot on the, the pirates right now. Mm-hmm. It's their best player. So obviously the bench is cleared. I don't think it was a uh, valid reason, but I have to say teammates are going to protect their team, especially the best players. So, oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So teammates are going to obviously protect their teammates. So uh, it was, it was a, it's bad. I feel bad for the guy. He was oh, yeah. he started off good and he's their best player. He was their bright spot. Now the Pirates are woo, like every then. year. Yeah. <laughs> but on the bright side, another thing about the uh Pirates, they're on their opening day, this is a little bit old, but PNC Park was sold out for the opening game and the McCutcheon return. Mm. It's just it's pretty cool to see. It is cool to see. Yeah, I mean that's very very cool to see for the Pirates. Uh, I love hearing that um, for sure. And you know the Pirates are one of those we're trying to talk, kind of talking about, uh, you know, team jerseys and everything like that. Besides that, I think that their logo is cool. I do. I like their I like their black and yellow. Uh, their black main uniforms. Mm-hmm. I think those are super nice. Yeah, and I really do wish that in the future I could see like a Pirates in the playoffs. I think that'd be really cool. They have an awesome name. I love Pirates. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just awesome and. Um, but yeah, other than that, with the MLB, I will say that the Cardinals are like dog shit right now. I don't know what's <laughs> happening with them, honestly. But they're Jordan, gonna they'll pick it up. Yeah, Jordan Walker is actually killing it mm-hmm. uh, so far, and you know he, he's having a phenomenal like rookie start. And we'll see what happens there. Um, let's hope that the Cardinals pick it up and the Rays keep rolling. Uh, but the next thing after that is going to be our Mount Rushmore, the best UCF athletes in any sport. Yeah, and you know I did want I did clarify it with Mike. This is only at UCF. Their professional career does not matter. And we've we've touched on this before in the past, but come on, guys. I got a little jealous because I didn't get to participate, and I was doing Tennessee. So um, this is a little bit different, but, Michael, give us your Mount Rushmore, the best UCF athletes. Yeah, so with my first one, I am saying the baseball player, Justin Pope. He is a UCF all-time leader with 32 wins and 335 strikeouts and ranked second all-time with 49 starts. He is third with str- three shutouts. Fifth with 310 innings pitched and seventh with 9.73 strikeouts per nine innings when he was inducted into the UCF Hall of Fame in 2013. He was a phenomenal baseball player for the team. And my next one I have on here is, uh, let me find him, Jermaine Taylor. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Jermaine Taylor for basketball. Uh, He was the USA... uh, the Conference USA Player of the Year honors in his final season at UCF in 2009 as he was selected to the All-Conference USA First Team, the NABC All-District First Team, and the USBWA All-District Team. He averaged 26 points with the third best in the uh, in the nation and set a Conference USA single-season record with 466 
total points and 29.1 points per game average against conference opponents. He was one hell of a basketball player for UCF. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then my next one I have on here is Dante Culpepper. Uh, Culpepper is a UCF all-time leader in passing yards with 11,412 rushing yards by a QB with 1,020. A total offense with 12,459 yards. And he was responsible for the for 108 career touchdowns with the team. So Dante Culpepper for me, it's got to be on there. I mean, there's a lot of football players I could have on here, but I wanted to put two separate. Like, I have two football players. And my last one is obvious, Mr. McKenzie Milton, a GOAT at UCF, a legend. He led the team to their first undefeated season in 2017, going 13-0. He finished in the top 10s in Heisman voting in 2017 in 8th place, and in tw- 2017 in 8th place, and 2018 in 6th place, which tied Dante Culpepper's 1998 for the highest finish by a night. Milton thrown for an 8,683 passing yards in three seasons. Fourth in school history, his current pass efficiency rating is a 152.3, ranks second all-time at UCF, and he has 12,000, 12,300-yard passing games, which ranks third in the program history with two 400 passing games, which is tied also for third. That's my list. Very, very, very good list. And there's a lot of great athletes that have came mm-hmm. from UCF. My honorable mentions I will start with, Asante Samuel. Yep. As uh, an honorable mention for me, um, another honorable mention, Taco Fall. I yep. think that he was the. He brought the hype. Not only the hype, but he led the team to their first ever March Madness, something that Jermaine Taylor didn't do, honestly. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, and then if it pops up to me, I'll think. But also the Pope guy that you mentioned mm-hmm. in baseball, honorable mention as well. For me, I'll start with the obvious Dante Culpepper. When your jersey is up at the stands, you're obviously one of the greats especially Mm -hmm. in football and not to mention this isn't about his professional career but he kept going and to his professional career yeah on fire and you mentioned all of his statistics that were beyond compare for a lot of other quarterbacks most of my list three of them are quarterbacks my next one will be blake bortles Mm -hmm. uh blake bortles obviously he was one of those guys that got them that bowl win that we so desperately love to hang on to because it shows that we are an elite team in the AAC and that's what got us to the big 12. Yeah. Blake Bortles was a big part of that. And Blake Bortles is just an all time fan favorite. Uh, maybe one day his Jersey will hang in the rafters as well. You see, I can see it. And then on top of that, one guy that most definitely should get his Jersey retired, but he's still very young. McKenzie Milton. Uh, you know, he, he's just amazing. And like you said, perfect season with him and the Heisman thing. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And that just adds to everything that he did. And the best thing about him being a UCF athlete is even when he left for Florida State, everyone still had his back. Yep, Everyone's, everyone was hoping for the best with him. Exactly. And that injury was devastating, but he did what he had to do. Whenever you're coming off an injury like that, you know that you're probably not going to get a lot of starting time, especially with who we had behind him. It was best that he did make that step to, the FS, to FSU, and yep. we respect him for that. And he was the, in my opinion, and this is biased because I have been around I would put him over Dante Culpepper just for the sole fact that Dante Culpepper took uh, UCF from a poverty franchise and made them big. Yeah. But Mackenzie Milton, I feel like, took it one step further and took us out of the AAC and took us to the Big 12. I think that he plays a huge part in that. He definitely does. And uh, that's going to do it for – oh, sorry, my last one. Yeah, that's was say you Sorry, my last one. UCF pitcher Colton Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was – a great in baseball. And obviously, this is definitely most definitely biased, but I got to put him on there. He's been on our show, and 
One of the greatest UCF athletes of all time, Colton Gordon. Don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Anyways, that's going <laughs> to wrap it up for the Mount Rushmore best UCF athletes at any sport during their time at UCF. But we're going to head right into our last segment, which is draft day. Best Disney Channel movies, like Disney Channel original movies. Yes. So, And one thing I want to say before we start this, I was kind of devastated to know this, and I didn't really think about it. Sky High is not a Disney original movie. What? Yeah, it was made by Disney uh, like itself, and it wasn't made by Disney Channel. Dude, I saw that on the Disney Channel all the time. Yeah, I know. That's what I saw it on as well. Shoot, dog. Yeah, because I was like, dude, this is going late round. I could grab this. No, I was gonna, I would have grabbed that it. early. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I looked it up, and also I looked up a website of all of them, and I was like, yeah, it's not there. Wait. Okay, so you, one of my picks, if you don't pick them for me, we're going to see if we have to throw a flag on it. But anyway, we did the wheel names right before this. Again, I have the first pick. So with the first pick, I'm going with High School Musical. Obviously, man, you got to take that one. And I don't blame you for it at all. Um, now, obviously, all the High School Musicals are up for grab. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that I'm not going to stick in that path. I'm going to go with my all-time favorite, Teen Beach Movie. That's your all-time favorite? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first one is the best. Best music, the best, uh, you know, just... Very good looking people in it as well. So obviously that was cool for me as a kid. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's the music for me, honestly. Yeah. For my next pick, I'm going with one of my, honestly, uh, up debatable for my favorite, Camp Rock. Yeah, very good. I'm going to hit you right back with Lemonade Mouth. Okay. I can see that. Lemonade Mouth. All right. For my next pick... I'm going to go with, there's actually a good amount. I'm going to go, okay, this is the one. If we can flow a flag on it. Because it is a Disney movie, but I'm not positive if it's original. Holes. Yeah, that's not a Disney. That's not a Disney Channel original. That was oh, just made by w- Disney. Oh, I thought it was. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Then give me, hmm. oh, this is a movie I saw, The, the Minutemen. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very solid movie. Um, I'm gonna just before it gets taken off the board, High School Musical two. Okay, I think that that's I think that it perfectly goes with High School Musicals. The first one's be- the best. Second one is better than the third, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it goes downhill throughout the times, obviously. Yeah. All right, so for my next pick, I am gonna go with. Halloween Town. Yeah, I had it on my <laughs> list. I was not expecting you to pick it, man. That was actually one of my favorite series. It, it was. Dude, I kind of thought it was like creepy. I did too. When I was growing up, I thought that was a pretty creepy movie, but it's good. It's like getting me into it got me into Halloween. It really did. Yeah. Dude. Those uh what was it called? Hall uh Hall Disney Channel like Hollow Hollow Oh my god. Monstober. Monstober, that's what it, that's what yeah. it was. Um, and then, <laughs> oh, so it was good. It, that was good times. Whenever I was making this list, I was getting definitely very nostalgic. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what This is, uh, actually, I really liked this movie growing up, and I don't even know why. Give me Let It Shine. I had that on my list. That is, the, I, the, it is a good one. Uh, it's always the music for me. And also, there's a lot, like, you know, you're a kid, and you see this drama that's happening, you know. He, <laughs> he's, like, making all the songs, and the better-looking dude's getting all the credit. Man, it gets interesting. <laughs> it was. But my <laughs> next one, I'm going with one of my... When I watched this movie, I just got... It was one because it was one of my favorite shows, The Sweet Life Movie. Yeah, I have that on my list. I will stay in the same aspect as you. 
with the best movies get from the TV shows. Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, uh, I knew I, when he said that. I knew he's that was gone. That would have been my next pick. That there was a good one, but which one? There's two. The one where Alex is in the tournament. Yeah, so the one there on the on vacation, the best one. Because okay. I don't remember the second one. <laughs> there was honestly. one called like uh, Wizards Return Alex versus Alex. Oh, and she had like the clone. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so with my next pick, I'm gonna go with all right. This one was a huge one, not one of my personal favorites, but Descendants. Ugh. It was huge. We had the there was three it, of them. It was huge. It had it had at that time the biggest stars for Disney. Yeah. So that is my one, two, three, four, five, sixth pick. And you have two more picks left. Give me Phineas the Fur, Phineas and Ferb, the movie across the second dimension. Yep, Phineas and Ferb. That was like so cool. I always thought that movie was so cool. And then you know they came out with like a Star Wars one. That was uh, yeah, that was yeah. Okay, so that means this is my last pick. Do I want to go with this one? This one every time it came on. It uh, I it get this stupid song stuck in my head. <laughs> it, it was called "Calling All the Monsters." Oh. Like, Calling all the monsters. <laughs> uh, they would play that on commercials too. No, no, I'm not taking that. I'm taking Camp Rock too. Okay. <laughs> Valid. That was another really good movie. Well, what, what was that movie? Girls for girls, girl versus monster. Was that yeah. what that was from? Yeah. yeah. Olivia Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful. <laughs> that she is. Um, your last pick? Man. I see, you know, you always make fun of me because, you know, you get the first pick, but it's the last pick. That's kind of always the hardest um, for me. I have a lot of great movies left on here, but I'm going to go with Hatching Pete. Hatching Pete? Yeah. I've actually never seen that. It's the one where the uh, dude from Good Luck Charlie, like the blonde dude was in it. Um, that dude was in because he was also a Minuteman. Yeah. Uh, he played like Hatching Pete was like the mascot at the school. Oh, yeah. I do know that one. That yeah. that is a good that is a good one. Uh, Hatching Pete. Yeah, man. And uh, a few of the other ones that we didn't get to mention: Princess Protection Program. Yep, I had that on mine. Den Brother. Uh huh. Um, another one that I had was Radio Rebel. I don't know why I didn't yeah. pick that one actually. I did have that one as well. Uh, also, sticking with Debbie Ryan, 16 Wishes. Yeah, that that was actually a really good one as well. Yeah. I also had, uh, well, obviously, Girl vs. Monster on my list. That I literally had because that song would be stuck in my head all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> then I also had Frenemies was one. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. I, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I vaguely, vaguely remember Yeah, that. I, I remember it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was on a lot when I was little. And then I had uh, the Good Luck Charlie movie. Yeah, Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I had that. And then one of the last ones I didn't get to mention was Starstruck. Yep. <laughs> they had, Disney Channel had some great movies, but nothing matches what they used to have. Nah, and it's just, it's gone downhill. Whenever you're making three Descendants movies, come on now. Yeah, it was bad. I I didn't really like, the first one was mid. The second two were terrible. I didn't even watch the third one, but I looked at reviews like when it came I out. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, I watched the first one, and because it was on during... Monstober. Oh. It's about like she's Maleficent's daughter or something. Yeah, I think I remember like Jafar's kids in it. Yeah. And Cameron Boyce, RIP, using it. Yeah, that was like big. But, yeah, uh, but great draft day. Um, Did you go over the teams? Oh, yeah, teams. Almost forgot. All right, so Team Mike consists of High School Musical, Camp Rock, The Minutemen, Halloween Town, Sweet Life Movie, Descendants, and Camp Rock 2. 
Team Nick consists of Teen Beach Movie, Lemonade Mouth, High School Musical 2, Let It Shine, Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, Phineas and Ferb, like the into the second dimension, right? Yeah. And then Hatching Pete. Let us know in the comments who you think won this I draft. I think this is the most even one since the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that all of them are all the time pretty even. We went Disney this week, guys. Yeah, we, Disney week at ATC, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the draft day. Let's head into the post game. Uh, if you guys couldn't tell, there's not a whole lot going on in sports as of right now. When the NBA playoffs start picking up, obviously tonight is the first play-in game. So we'll be able to cover that uh, yep. next week. As well as the NHL playoff starting. Yeah, so things are just now picking up. This week has been a little dull, but we're still going to be consistent with you guys. Staying up on that Tuesday and Thursday episodes. And also we got to drop a special episode for you guys with Leo Rodriguez. Uh, very fun one. Um, if you may not have noticed already, we're in the same clothes for that one. This was filmed on the same day, um, but yeah, we're, we want to have a little bit of a day off here, get some schoolwork done. We are college students. And on top of that, guys, make sure that you guys are using our code ATC at SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase. And, you know, if you're kind of trying to listen to a lot of Leo Rodriguez's, uh, you know, interviews and his press conferences and all that stuff, and you're feeling a little tired, use our code against the call at www.w.gg for 10% off any of the purchases that you make. Yep. Um, definitely hit that up. Uh, it's a great brand. We really support them for all that they do for us. And then on top of that, make sure you guys are following all of our out-of-pocket sports branches and all of their all of the podcasts that we have to offer. Jay's Fifth Down, Riled Up, uh, Foil Hats that's been going on. And, you know, we have more in the works. We have more that we're playing on. And there's going to be a new one this Friday um, called The Uppercut that's going to star Michael and one of our really good friends, Luke Stutzman, all about UFC, MMA, boxing, Jake Paul, whatever it has to offer. Um, and yeah, Michael, what do you have to say for the post game? Yep. Um, if you ever just need a shirt, you're going out. Oh no, I'm out of a shirt. <laughs> what do we have? We have, we have those. We have merch. We have merch for you. <laughs> if you need a shirt, just a, Hey, uh, here's a quick shirt to throw on going to class, going to the grocery store. We have you back. Yeah, quite literally, because it's <laughs> on your back. And that's the thing with the shirts. They're, I'm not even stressing this, or I'm not even trying to stress that I'm lying about this. Very comfortable. These are very, very comfortable shirts. And for a small price of $25, please contact me or Michael in our DM or through the Against the Call social, our email. Everything is available for you to contact us. We would love to give you a shirt. And not only does it give you something awesome to wear and very comfortable, it helps us out because we want to provide you the very best with better equipment, better merch in the future. Um, and it just keeps going further and further with that. And that's only that always starts with you guys giving back to us what we give to you guys. Always reporting the best news, giving you the best guests. And we really support each and every one of you that listens to our podcast. And if you got this far, you're awesome. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. Not a lot of people get through the entire episode. And quite understandably, these, are, these can be long episodes, but there's a lot to cover in the sports world. And this is uh, going to be one of our shorter episodes just because there hasn't been that much. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for episode 38 of Against the Call. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Hey, guys. We are proud to announce that we got our first sponsor, Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby contains no calories, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors, and no maltodextrin. 
Make sure to use our code against the call for 10% off your next purchase at www.w.gg.